0: Everyone, thanks for visiting for weddingphotographers.com. I'm Luis Torres. Okay, so for those of you who have OCD or any mild or super severe form of it, uh, it's actually not as bad as it really sounds because when you're shooting weddings, that actually helps and just benefits you and your clients. And not to say that, you know, before you run out of your house to go ahead and Uh, shoot a wedding that you need to clean your doorknob 30 times before you're even going to grab it to open it and if it doesn't and if you don't clean it often enough that you have to start your entire ritual from scratch which is hilarious but if you have it I apologize that's not good Um, but listen but there are certain things that I personally do and I've done for god knows how long uh, before a wedding and it's a mild form of OCD but for me dude it's seriously it's just a checklist it's just making sure that I am more than fine with knowing that everything is going to run as smoothly as it can possibly be the very uh, day of someone's wedding so things that I go over and I'm not sure if you follow me on Facebook if you do then great if you don't then what are you waiting for Um, but seriously um, usually the night before I will go through my entire just bag of tricks. I'll go ahead and look at, you know, I'll, I'll literally just make a mess in, in, on my living room floor. You know, I'll go ahead and pull out all of my cameras, put everything in a, in a row, put all my cameras on one side, lighting on one, on another side. Um, and it, it's almost just making like a mental checklist just to make sure that I have everything that I need So I just double check all of my backup equipment because Lord only knows if something happens with my main system, I need to quickly be able to, you know, grab another camera that already has a lens attached, that already has a flash attached, that already has a card and batteries in there, and that I'm ready to go. And it's literally exactly that. Um, What I used to do years ago is I would actually shoot weddings with two cameras, one on each shoulder uh, now I think that's too crazy. I, it could just be that I'm just getting old and I don't want to do that. Uh, but I'll, I, now I actually just shoot with one camera, but, um, my bag is usually right by me and I literally have a completely separate camera ready to go. Uh, and when I say go, like I said, camera, uh, vertical grip, batteries, card that's already been formatted, um, flash, batteries are set. It's literally you know, I'm figuring that it's going to take me 10 seconds to walk over, grab the camera, unlatch the first camera, put on the second and just keep shooting. That's even if I want to go ahead and, and attach it to my Black Rapid strap. Uh, because if that happens, I'll just grab it and just handhold it. Um, but you, you want to make sure that you're always ready. So I'll check my backup equipment. I'll go ahead and make sure that All of my flashes are working, and if you're listening to my podcast, then you know a few a few episodes ago I had an issue with my backup Canon flash um, equipment. So, you know, I learned my lesson with that wedding, where you know I can't just always assume that my backup equipment is ready to go because I ran into that issue, and it was it was a crazy night to say the least. Um, and I had to end up using my Nikon flashes, uh, that actually worked. So that's just luck, but you know, you can't let things just happen by luck. Uh, you have to make sure that things are already, uh, set and ready to go when you need it. Um, another thing I do is the night before I get all of the cards that I'm going to use and I will go ahead. And before I back up, I'm sorry, before I format those cards, I need to make sure that I check up my backup equipment just to make, or my backup, uh, drives just to make sure that I'm not accidentally going to format a card. And it happens to be a card from the last wedding that for whatever reason, I completely overlooked and, um, never, uh, I never pulled the 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 images from that. So, so you definitely want to go ahead and make sure that whatever, whatever card you're going to format You need to make sure that they're backed up and I have multiple drives that I back up on top of backup and then back up again. Um, that's how I make sure that I'm fine. And, uh, another thing I do the night before a wedding, believe it or not, I fill my gas tank to make sure that first thing in the morning I'm not turning on my car, driving out of my garage and realizing I'm on fumes. So make sure you have enough gas. Um, Uh, to be honest with you, I I always fill my tank because sometimes you end up driving a lot more than you really think you were going to. So if you're on quarter of a tank or half a tank, not to say you're going to drive 500 miles, but you know what? Always better to be safe than sorry. So I fill up my, uh, my gas tank. Then the very first thing I do, believe it or not, and no one actually even knows this, but the first thing I do when I wake up, I go right to my car and I check all four tires just to make sure that Luis Torres doesn't have a flat. Because the last thing you want to do is, okay, you're good to go. Every You've done everything you needed to do. You're ready to run out of your house. And you have a flat. That's going to tack on 30 to 40 minutes on the spot. Um, and that's if you're fast and quick with changing a tire. Um, and, you know, just little tiny things that you always want to take care of. Make sure you don't run into that issue. Uh, and while you're at it, just every once in a blue, just check your spare tire just to make sure that that thing has air in it. Because the last thing you want is to run into your car, you have a flat, you go to your trunk, and your spare tire has a flat. Uh, so always check your tires. Um, then another thing that I do, and I know I've mentioned this in the past in previous podcasts. But whatever time I'm supposed to start, I always make sure that I get to my destination an hour before I need to be there. Always. If I'm supposed to start shooting at 2 because I'm shooting from 2 to 10, I'm near the bride's house an hour early. And you don't want to get to the bride's house and park in front of their house. Because Lord only knows I've done that in the past and you know, 15 minutes in and the bride's like, hey, Lewis, why don't you just come inside and start taking photos? No, because I don't start now. I start, you know, in an hour. So, you know, park away from the house. You know, sometimes I'll shoot a text message and just say, hey, you know, I got to your area. Uh just want you to know that I'm just going to get something to eat and something to drink. Uh, and I've actually had brides just say, hey, well, we have food here. Why don't you just come here and eat? Ah, uh, because I'm starting at two and it's only one o'clock and I'm just going to hang out and relax till I actually start. So, um, so do that, you know, always get to wherever you need to be an hour beforehand. So if it's going to take you 40 minutes to get there, then you should probably, and I always leave 45 minutes before, I'm sorry, 15 minutes before what I would consider to be the allotted time that it's going to take me to get to my destination. So, If it's going to take me 45 minutes to get to a bride's house, I'll leave an hour beforehand. So, and and again, that's to get there an hour before I'm supposed to even start. But again, it's, you know, it's called, it's, it's giving you enough time just in case as you're driving to the bride's house that you run into a flat tire. It also, believe it or not, if you're like me and you have a fast car and you love to drive fast, um, you actually want to give yourself enough time, because if I know that I have more than enough time, guess who's not driving down the New York State Thruway doing 100 miles an hour? Luis Torres isn't. So I'll just take my time. You know what? If the speed limit is 65, I'm doing 60 to 65, because Luis doesn't want to get pulled over by a police officer, before getting to a bride because what bride in their right mind is going to say oh you got here late you got pulled over by a police officer don't worry about it no you're a jerk for driving so fast and the only reason why you drove fast is because you didn't give yourself enough time and then you got pulled over by a cop to get a ticket and now you're later than you would have been so again if you're going to start at two get to the bride's house at one If it's going to take you 45 minutes to get there, then you need to leave at noon, but always whatever, you know, if it's going to take you 30 minutes, then leave 45 minutes early, um, and, and so on and so forth. But I always, whatever amount of time I think it's going to take me to get there, I always tack on, you know, plus 15 minutes. And seriously, I, and when I'm getting ready in the morning and I'm going to leave, it's not, I'm not thinking, oh, I gave myself the 15 minute leeway, you know, I'm fine. No way, dude. So if I need to be leaving at noon because it's gonna take me a forty five you know, forty five minutes to get there, I'm seriously racing out of the door making sure that I'm out of the house at noon. Um so I usually you know, I'm looking at the clock and okay, it's eleven fifty five, I need to, you know, hustle and make sure that I'm in the car, car is on, and I'm driving out of there no later than twelve o'clock. Um just to give myself more than more than enough time, you know, you ne- you never want to be late for someone's wedding, ever, ever. And if you know that you're always late, then you know what? You need to be leaving way earlier. Um but that's the reason behind making sure that you have everything set the night before. You know what I do the morning of? Nothing. I wake up, I go to my t- I get I go to my car, make sure that's fine, I make breakfast. I'm fine, you know, I'll usually make food even the night before, and I'll freeze everything, Um, so this way, I don't have to worry during the day, you know, I'll eat breakfast, and at four o'clock, my food's already thawed out, it's in my back seat, if I need to eat, I'll just grab it, um, and chomp on my food, and be done, you know what I mean, so everything the night before, so the morning of, you don't have to worry about a single thing, other than checking your tire pressure, making sure you don't have a flat, uh, getting dressed, even even my clothes, my clothes, I iron everything the night before. Um, shirts, everything, everything is all set. Lewis wakes up, makes food, checks the tires, gets dressed. All of my all of my uh, I was gonna say my camping equipment, all of my camera equipment is already by the door, so I don't have to do a single thing. Walk over, grab everything, um, and believe it or not, I actually shoot. I actually bring four bags with me. Of the four bags, two go into the trunk and the other two, which actually have my main equipment, uh, I actually put that in the back seat. And the reason is, uh, just in case someone rear ends me, I don't want to get rear ended pretty bad. And all of a sudden, you know, I, I, open my trunk and guess what's broken all of my camera equipment. So, you know, hopefully, you know, to me that kind of makes sense where I have this little buffer zone you know, I don't care if one of my quadra lights blows up in the, in the trunk because I know I have another one in the back seat. So worst case scenario, if shit hits the fan, Hey, someone come and pick me up. And, um, you know, I have my two equip my two bags and I'm set to go and I can still shoot the wedding and still be 100% fine because there's never an excuse for not having your equipment ready to go regardless of what happens. Um, and another thing that I do, and believe it or not, and I know one of my uh, previous episodes, I mentioned that you actually want to go ahead and just take photos of, you know, maybe weddings that you've captured uh, where you posed the bride and groom that you liked or, you know, maybe something that you found in a magazine, something that one of your favorite photographers did with one of their couples. Uh, but just take a bunch of photos with your cell phone, so you know what. When I get to the bride's house, figure I got up, did everything that I needed to do. I jumped in my car. I'm driving to the bride's house. There's other things that I need to worry about, like the guy that's racing behind me doing 110. So I need to give him enough room. And then when he passes by me, I'm getting annoyed because that guy could have, you know, just rear-ended me, and then we'd have the whole scenario where half of my equipment got blown up in the in the back seat. But there's so much going on that when I get to the bride's house, I'm there an hour before I'm supposed to start. I'm going through my phone, just going through poses, just trying to think, okay, cool. You know what? These five poses, I actually, I absolutely love. So I'm going to make sure that I'm going to use those. But at the same time, if you have 50 photos in, in the, um, in the little digital lookbook that you have in your phone, you now have time to go through that so this way throughout the day when you have other pressures going on, yeah, to some degree you have something in your head. Uh, and if not, no big deal because guess what? You guys listened to my uh, previous episode where I suggested to create your own digital lookbook so even if you don't look at the photos before the wedding starts and, you know, everything happens, weather, you know, hits the fan or or something else happens, someone annoys you, you know camera isn't working whatever the case is at some point after the ceremony you can quickly browse through your own digital lookbook and you know not have to worry about oh my god I'm 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 completely at a at a loss right now with poses I, I don't know what the heck to do um and in that episode I mentioned that it was raining that day and I completely got stressed out I had the bride's sister kind of like, Lewis, it's raining. What are we going to do? Where are we going to take photos? Come on. What are we going to do? This is terrible. Oh, I just wanted to yank her by her hair and say, shut it. What do you think I'm doing? I'm thinking of what the heck to do. But that stressed me out so much that when it's finally stopped raining, you know, 10 minutes later, I was seriously at a complete blank. Couldn't think of a single pose. And, uh, it was actually the day before was when I actually, when I created my own little digital lookbook. And I just went through it really quick, no big deal. Went through a bunch of poses uh, with couples that I had actually worked with in the past, and you know I was completely fine. So you know, same thing. You never want to be caught uh, shooting a wedding and being and not being prepared. You know, there's, there's no excuse. And for those of you guys who have sent me emails saying that you're not very good at shooting with a flash. I'm telling you guys now, 90% of the weddings that you shoot, you're going to need one. So if you're actually thinking about really getting into wedding photography, you, again, no excuse. I don't care if you take photos of your little cat, your dog, your, your shoes, I don't care. Grab your camera, throw your flash on it, set it up to TTL or ETTL if you have Canon, and start shooting and start learning. Don't shoot me an email and say, hey, well, I really don't know if I'm going to be shooting a, you know, if I really want to use a flash, because you know what? There were two photographers who shot me emails in the last month from weddings that they captured, and these are two wedding photographers, two photographers who wanted to get into shooting weddings, who didn't use a flash. Their photos are terrible, and if you're listening to this, and you shot that wedding they're terrible. And that's why I didn't respond back. Because how the heck am I going to respond back when I've always told everyone you've got, you have, I even have a podcast that is 100% dedicated to using your flash. And if you're not using your flash, that's why all of your photos are pitch black. And that's why you're going to have a bride that's going to be pissed. And that's why you're going to have a bride that will, for the rest of their lives, say that you ruined their photos. And you never want to be that person. So do me a favor. Don't shoot me an email and say, hey, I don't think I want to use a flash. In that case, don't even bother becoming a wedding photographer. I'm telling you now, it's not even 90%. It's got to be like 98% of my weddings. I need a flash. I could probably count with one hand in the last five years how many weddings I shot without using a flash. So if that's five weddings, four, maybe five weddings in five years, and in those five years, you're probably looking at close to 200 weddings, then yeah, you have to understand that if you really want to be taken seriously, and you really want to get into shooting weddings, you really need to get into working and using your flash, and shoot every single day, get your kids, get your neighbors, shoot with your flash, bounce it up off off the ceiling, bounce it behind you so you can see how that looks, but seriously, no excuse, and if you think you're gonna shoot a wedding without a flash, more power to you. I'm telling you now, your photos are gonna be awful. Don't shoot me an email saying, hey Lewis, uh, I didn't I shot a wedding, it's my first wedding, I didn't use a flash like you suggested. Um, but let me know what you think. I'm not gonna to respond to your email because how do you what how do you how do I respond to that? Dude, you know, I've always talked about using a flash. How are you not using a flash and you're showing me these dark, you know awful photos, you know, what do you think I'm going to say? You know, you're pushing your ISO to 12,000. It looks awful. You have noise. Like, I don't even know if you can fix it, you know? So yeah, your photos are awful. So, you know, again, no excuse, shoot with a flash. Don't shoot me an email. If you're, you know, Mr. Or Mrs. Hey, I'm only going to shoot with natural light. You're going to ruin your photos. You're going to ruin someone else's photos. And if you're okay with dealing with that burden, that's cool. But you're you're never gonna go. You know you're you. Listen, if you're not gonna take someone else's photos seriously, then you're just not going to to do well. So, and that's just as real as it can be. All right, everyone, you guys are the absolute best. <laughs> Sorry about the little you know negative tone at the very end, but seriously, dude, you guys you have to use a flash. I mean, that's not even that's like saying, hey, can I use a freaking can, can I use an iPhone to shoot a wedding? No, can I shoot a wedding without a flash? No. So that's my take. And you guys are the absolute best. And you know what? I've been just letting all you guys know, like, Hey, if you guys love my podcast, I think that's awesome. Leave me five stars. If you want to go ahead and, you know, be even be super awesome, then just write something like, Oh, this guy's crazy. But you know, the things he says is actually on point, you know? And I think that, I think I'm always on point because I, you know, I tell you guys, how it is. And it's not a bunch of, you know, I'm it's not a bunch of photographers. I don't get shit from anyone. I shoot weddings, I go ahead, I participate in bridal shows. I tell you guys the things that I do. I've actually had some photographers send me emails and they're like, "Yeah, but you never share what what do, what you've tried that hasn't worked." Dude, I don't want to share that. Who cares? It doesn't work. I'm going to let you guys know what works, uh what's consistently working for me, what's helped me develop my business and continues to help my business grow. And that's all I share because that's all you guys need to care about. The learning curve is terrible. So I'm, you know, I, I don't need to let you guys know what didn't work because if it didn't work, it didn't work. I want you guys to shorten that learning curve so you can build your business and, and just jump on it as quickly as possible. So again, if you like my podcast, five stars if you're awesome. If you're super awesome, which I know all of you guys are, leave a little note, just be like, oh, his podcasts are awesome, you know, I'm a new photographer, or I'm a seasoned photographer, and seriously, for all you guys that have been shooting weddings for years, that have left notes on iTunes, just saying, you know what, I've been a wedding photographer for years, and the things Lewis says just make sense, it, you know, I think that's awesome, thank you so much, you know, there's one thing when I get a photographer who captured, you know, their first 10 weddings, and feel that my podcast actually helped them build their business but it's a different level of the game when here's a photographer who's been shooting weddings for 10 years they have 800 plus weddings under their belt and they're leaving notes saying you know what this actually works because that's what I do and and you know he's just calling it as he sees it so so I think you guys are absolutely awesome thank you so much for doing that and I know you guys don't have to do any of that at all but just know that I really do appreciate it because you know, for, for the most part, um, and you guys may not know this, but there are times where I'll get emails from a photographer who, you know, maybe they captured four or five weddings and bumped into my podcast on iTunes. And all of a sudden I find out that the only reason they went ahead and listened to the podcast is because of all the positive comments that all you guys have actually left. So believe it or not, by you guys doing that you 're actually helping others sit back and just say, "You know what you know there are you know over two hundred episodes there are over hundred fifty positive notes. Let me just listen and just see what other you know what what everyone 's talking about so just know it 's not just for me it 's seriously, so other photographers can can catch wind and they actually they read the notes you guys have left and it helps them you know go through it and these podcasts aren 't that bad you know and I mean." Every single week I get emails from photographers who are like, "Dude, I listened to your podcast 2 years ago and, you know, I booked 20 weddings this year and I'm already at 15 weddings for 2013 and it's all because of you." Although I think you guys give me way too much credit because it's really all about you, but if I helped you guys push along and let you guys know like, "Hey, you know, just keep just keep at it, just put your head down and just keep going, believe me, it's going to work out." then, then I think that's awesome. And in that case, I did my job, you know, cause my job is just to let you guys know that it's not as hard, um, as it really seems. So if you leave positive notes, that's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. And, and you guys are the absolute best. And as usual, I will talk to you guys soon. And Hey, if you're on the East coast, I will be at the PDN photo expo at the end of October. Um, so definitely, um, you know, if you see me, stop me and say hi. It's funny, the last time I went to the PDN Photo Expo, I probably had 20, 30 people stop me. Uh, when I was in Vegas earlier this year, it was probably about 100 photographers that stopped me. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel like a little celebrity. I'm really not at all, seriously. But I, I think it's just funny how you know, you guys actually recognize me at these photography functions. I'm like, oh, that's so awesome. Mind you, I'm in upstate New York, just chilling in my living room right now. I'm watching TV. Dude, I'm just a normal person. I just, I just love my podcast, and I always love sharing the things that I've learned throughout the years. All right, everyone, again, you guys are the absolute best. Love you guys, and as usual, I will talk to you guys soon.